following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. We are in a series right now where we are asking God to show us His glory. And this is one of the ways that we are going to see his glory come forth, um, that we are going to see that value system shift. And so um, I'm not going to review, I'm, I'm doing everything I can not to review where we've been. Please look back over uh, the other, the other um, sermons in the series, but we, we know that the glory of the Lord is increasing on the earth because the word tells us that that's happening. We talked last week, oh, I am going to review a little. We talked last week about how there are places right now that, that feel empty, like we have a lack, and how the Lord's been speaking to us is it's not that it's empty, it's that I gave you a bigger bucket because I'm about to bring an increase. I have expanded your capacity, and so all of a sudden it feels like, oh, we don't have very much in there. We're a little empty, and he has expanded our capacity for his glory. I believe he's expanding our capacity for his glory in our nation and in culture. Sometimes we can look and see where is the glory of the Lord in culture. He's expanding our capacity for glory, and he's going to come into that place. And so we are asking to see that. I don't want to see the horrors and the problems that are happening without seeing the glory of God and what it's going to do in that. And so we set our eyes on that. We set our eyes on the reality of what God wants to do. We've talked about how creation declares the glory of God. It's all over scripture. It's all over around us that creation declares the glory of God, that there's this sense, whether you're a believer or not, there is this sense that there is something bigger. There is this sense, and there's this, it creates an ache in us, a longing for this bigger thing when we see the beauty of creation. They call that common grace, that it is a kindness of God that all humankind, regardless of whether their hearts are turned to the Lord or not, can sense the, the beauty of creation and the glory of God in creation. And so there's this common grace. And so when we talk about what are the ways that we see the glory of God, I'm going to be off to the races. We're going to go fast. When we talk about the ways that, what are the ways that we see the glory of God, that is one of the ways that we've talked about. Job, uh, in Job 26, 13, he talks about all these things, the sun and the moon and the stars, and he doesn't know that he's talking about it, but the galaxies, the universe, that, that is constantly expanding, science tells us. He's talking about all that, and he says, Indeed, all of those are but fringes of his ways. How faint is the whisper we hear of him. Who then can understand the thunder of his power? Even that, the majesty of mountains and the, the majesty of creation, Job is saying it's just a whisper of how big he actually is. So when we talk about the glory of God, when we talk about what's happening in culture, we need to weigh that against the hugeness of the glory of God. And recognize his glory is more than enough to come into that place and to bring transformation. Amen. And so that's what our eyes are set on. We see it in creation that, that these, all the created orders, the expanse of the universe, that was an easy thing for God. 
He just said it, and it happened, and has been expanding ever since. Just one word. And his word has been going forth ever since and expanding the glory of who he is. There are words that he is, when she says, pray for this, there's a declarative word that we can go forth, and the glory of God is going to expand into these places that we're speaking and declaring the truth of who he is and what he values. So we see his glory in creation, but another place that we see his glory is in the moral, ethical standard that he gives us. That's, a, that's the area of his glory that isn't as fun to talk about, that we don't fully understand all the time, but there's a reality that there is this, this his glory is connected to his holiness. His glory is connected to this moral, ethical standard of this is what I've created, this is the order of what I've created, and this is how we best interact with that. And so we see this this celebration of life and this defending of life is the glory of God. It's us saying, God, we glorify you for your ways. Scripture says, all your ways are perfect. That's what we're doing when we say, yeah, this is not right. This is not the glory of God. This does not, when when we define glory, we talked about the inherent value and the glory of God has things that it places value on it. Life is one of those things. And so we are asking God, we want to see your glory in this area. His glory is not just seen in the beauty of creation, but in the way that God protects creation and the order of creation through his ways and through his purposes. In Psalm 19, which I'm not going to read the whole thing, I was, but you can read it at home. In Psalm 19, it goes through, it begins with in verses 1 through 6, it's all about how the heavens declare the glory of God and the earth shows his handiwork and day after day it's uttering speech and the sun and the moon and the stars are declaring his glory. And in that same in that same chapter then, the very next part says, and the law of the Lord is perfect. Reviving the soul, in verse uh, 7. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey to the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is a great reward." This is saying the glory of the Lord is in his creation, but the glory of the Lord is in his ways and his laws and his purpose. That's a way that we see his glory on the earth. But the thing that we need to recognize, then that, that's why the Bible talks about sin being the falling short of his glory. And we're just not talking about one kind of sin, any kind of sin, anything that does not reflect properly the nature, the character, the, the ways of God, falls short of his glory. All have sinned and fallen short, it says, of his glory. Sin doesn't line up with the value and the worth of God. It hinders us in being able to show his glory on the earth. 
We have in Romans 1. Verse 20, it says, For since creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understand by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. It's saying we see God in creation. We see the glory of God in creation. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And they, this version says changed. Sometimes it says they traded the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their heart to dishonor their bodies among themselves. This is talking about the reality that we as culture have traded the glory of God for the idolatry of, cre of the created thing. We have said, your ways are not higher, our ways are higher. But, but God created a solution for that. And here's what I want us to understand. We're going to talk more about it next week. The solution, when we, when we look at abortion, for example, really abortion is the symptom to the problem of sin. It's the symptom to the problem of not valuing what God values. And it's among many other symptoms. There's a lot of other symptoms. And we want to see the glory of God re, uh, resonating in that, in our culture, but we need to realize there is one way that that comes, and that is through grace. Not grace like, oh, it's okay, you can have a second chance kind of grace. But we talked about it at the women's retreat. The reality of grace is an empowerment to value what God values and to walk in the things of the Lord, to walk in those ways. Romans goes on, Romans who's saying, here's the problem. We've traded the glory of God for earthly glory. And then Romans is all about how the grace of God became the solution to that. How the grace of God came in and we can, we can step into this, back into this place of glory through his grace. All over the New Testament, glory and grace are connected in the scriptures. Charles Spurgeon said, glory never comes without grace coming first, but grace never comes without glory coming last. The two are bound together. He never gave grace without giving glory with it, and he never gave glory without giving grace. You must have the two. They must go together. You must not attempt to rend this seamless coat. The Lord will give grace and glory. There's a psalm that says, the Lord will give you grace and glory. We need to recognize as we look at this thing or these things that are not reflecting the glory of God, when we want to see his glory on the earth, we need to recognize it comes through the grace of Jesus Christ. That's how we see his glory reflected. If the cry of our hearts is, show us your glory, if that desire is to see his glory on the earth, we need to press into his grace in a deeper way.
Press into his grace for whatever it is the Lord's calling us to do to see his glory demonstrated on the earth. If we want more glory, we need more grace. A, a glory comes when grace reveals to, through his people and we reflect the light of who God is. We manifest God. Here's one thing that we have sometimes thought. We have sometimes thought, if, if the glory of God would just come, if signs and wonders and all these things would just come, people would turn from that and they would turn towards him. But what's interesting about that, about kind of putting glory before grace, is when we look at the Old Testament, we have a people where the manifest glory of God lived in their midst. There was pillars of fire and smoke and clouds and food falling from the sky. And there was the manifest glory of God. And in that environment, they still chose the idol. They still chose not to walk in the way of God. And we need to recognize this is the whole point of, of what the, the good news of the New Testament is. We cannot walk in the glory of God apart from the grace of God. And so, yes, when we say, show us your glory, I, I admit there's a part of me that goes, because if people just see this, they will choose you. Not apart from the grace of God. I can't even choose him apart from the grace of God. His grace and his glory are linked, and they cannot be separated from one another. That's the whole point of seeing how we could not honor the precepts and the law of God apart from grace. Who can ascend the hill of God? Who can stand in his glory? Only he that has clean hands and a pure heart. You know what that means? Who can ascend the hill? None of us. Apart from his glory and his grace. So we, yes, we want to see his glory on the earth. It's going to come through people connecting to the reality of his grace. It's going to come through us as the body of Christ, expanding our ability to let his supernatural grace flow through us in the areas that he's called us to bring his glory. Joan is going to have to let the, the, her, her capacity for grace be expanded to flow through her. That's what he was speaking over her today. There's this expansion happening of his grace that's going to flow through what they're doing and what she's called to and in, in what each of us is called to. We need to recognize that what we need if we want to see the glory of God is we need to access the grace that he's giving us. We talked about this at the Women's Day yesterday, that, that there's a reality of what he has offered to us for the sake of his glory is the grace of God through Jesus Christ. And so sometimes we can, we can absolutely connect to the reality of the grace of God in salvation. We can absolutely connect to the free gift of the grace of God in salvation. 
Yes, I know that I know that I can go to heaven, not because of what I did, but because of what Jesus did. But it doesn't stop there. The free gift of grace did not stop with entrance to heaven. The free gift of grace comes through every aspect of our ability to to carry out the mission of God on the earth. In every aspect, in your family, the grace of God flowing through that. There are things that I think that I can just do and I don't need to tap into the grace of God. Marriage, apparently. <laughs> I, I can say, yes, I need, I need the grace of God to come and preach. I need the grace of God to, to evangelize. I need the grace of God. But there are other areas that the Lord is calling us to plug into his grace, to see his glory come on the earth. So I leave you with this. Until next week. What are those areas where God wants you to connect in a deeper way to his grace? What are those areas where you go, God, I want to see your glory here. And he's saying, then access my grace. We talked about this yesterday. His grace is available to us to access in every area of our life. It's available. It's around us. And we, we practice like, like oxygen is around you all the time. That grace of God is there for the sake of bringing his glory to the earth. And we talked about how, okay, here's what I want you to do. Access oxygen without inhaling. No, you inhaled. Access, sorry, poor Damien, he's totally called out. I'm so sorry. Whoa, little too much coffee this morning. But access, access oxygen without inhaling. You can't do it. There is a place where we need to access grace. We need to breathe it in. We need to receive grace in that area. If you have an area in your life where you go, I do not see the glory of God operating in this area, then ask the Holy Spirit, what is the way you want me to access your grace in this area? How do you want me to access your grace as a parent? The supernatural ability to love beyond how I can love and have wisdom beyond what wisdom I have and have peace and patience, whatever it is, how do I access that? Am I accessing your grace in this area? The reality is where we learn to fully access his grace, we will see his glory. They go hand in hand. And The other piece of that is that his grace does not begin until our works and our the the, what we think we have to do stop. Maybe we'll talk more about that next week. I don't know. But is there a place where you have worked and worked and worked and tried and tried and tried where you need to press into just accessing his grace for that? Holy Spirit, what does that look like for us in that, in that situation? Why don't you stand? Let's just take a minute. 
We're going to let him speak to us about accessing his grace. You may already have a, uh, a, in mind an area where you are waiting for the glory of God to show up in this part of your life, in this situation. Maybe it's a life situation. Maybe it's a cultural situation in our nation. Wherever it is, whatever Holy Spirit's bringing to mind, can we just prophetically inhale his grace? Sometimes we have to exhale something before we can inhale something. So what, what of your own striving, what of your own works in that area do you need to exhale before you can inhale his grace? Holy Spirit, we ask that you would show us what it looks like for us to access your grace in these areas. We thank you, God, for your abundant grace. We thank you that you're not out of grace. We thank you that when we ask for your grace, you don't send a thing, you send Jesus. We ask, God, that we would access this grace in Jesus Christ in a fresh way in every area of our lives. On behalf of, of our families, on behalf of our um, communities, on behalf of our state, on behalf of our nation, on behalf of the world as believers, that we would, you would expand our capacity to access your grace. We surrender the, the works of striving that we have made it about so that you can fill those spaces with grace. So that we can see your glory manifest on the earth. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org.